But out of the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of families that we serve, yeah, maybe a couple gentlemen yeah. who are widowers, and dozens and dozens and dozens of ladies yeah. who are the widows in the situation. So it, it becomes more and more critical that the gals know what's going on with their financial life because statistics are proving they're probably going to outlive the guys. Welcome to Your Retirement Blueprint, a podcast by 210 Financial. No matter who you are or where you are in life, having a plan for your finances matters. And that's what this show is all about. In each episode, we want to help you gain an understanding of where you are now and where you want to go from here. Hey, thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's Your Retirement Blueprint podcast. My name is Kendall Stahl. And I'm Phil Cooper. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. Glad you joined us. I don't know where you were at there for a minute. You were just kind of off in your own little... <laughs> I was trying to figure out who I was, I guess. Uh, yeah. I'm I am Phil, Phil Cooper. Cooper yeah. I think I'm Phil Cooper. But anyways, excited about today's topic, yeah. women and money in retirement. Absolutely. We'll get to that in a bit, though. Okay, good. It's big near, big is, topic. A lot of big deals there. We're going to be talking about a lot of statistics, a lot of things people don't think about. I It's kind of in my wheelhouse. I do most of our presentations on this topic. I've mm-hmm. been eight sisters... So I deal with it quite a bit. So that makes bit. you the expert in dealing with ladies yes. in retirement because you, you have it. eight sisters. That's right. I bet you it makes you an expert in a lot of things. I'm a great husband. You are a great husband. <laughs> You're a great father to my grandchildren, You are, which is an honor to say. But uh, uh, back to the women thing. You say you have eight sisters yep. and a dear mother. Mm-hmm. So there was nine females in your home. Yes, sir. Tell me how that worked with the bathroom situation. I didn't go in one. I bet <laughs> <laughs> you and your dad just, over, just I had a tree out outside. Back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah your dad, you, yeah. What is the deal with Mac rolling by on his rollerblades? Mac is the hobby king of the world. Let me tell you. So now today he's on rollerblades with a hockey stick in his hand and then some kind of an outdoor plastic puck, and that's the hot topic of the day. But last week it was welding. Yeah, that's his thing. He's whatever the new hobby is, he goes all in. I noticed he got a stick welder for Christmas, and then a few days later, a MIG welder showed up as well. Yeah. See, the thing about being a dad, which you'll learn this, your boys aren't old enough yet, but you'll learn this. If you want something, you convince your son to go in on it, <laughs> and you blame him for getting a new welder, so then you can have a welder for the tractor that you need to weld something on. My plan is to, to kind of rip one of those off at some point. Out of my garage, probably? Yeah. Yeah. I can. You don't have room for it anyway. So when the, when the welder disappears, we know, or at least I know when, I can call you up and still borrow it or something. Yeah. Not sure why we're talking about welders well, on a women's retirement podcast, but well, it works. It's a good <laughs> opener. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, starting out today, we have a question from Deb from Galesburg. This is a good one. I can't okay. wait to hear your answer. All right. Which is a better investment, gold, silver, Bitcoin, Ooh, or just uh, keep the cash? Let me tell you, Kendall, cash. I know you're you're doing a. We just talked. You kind of let yeah. the cat out of the bag a little bit ago about a new um, podcast webinar. Or, yeah, podcast webinar you're gonna be doing about cash too, yeah. being the worst investment you could be in right now. Yeah, because cash is being devalued all the time. So people call us and say, "Hey, I've got my cash, my savings, my money market, my whatever, my CDs," and they're getting absolutely no return at the bank. What do I do with them? And people do bring up topics like gold. Should I buy some gold? Should I have some silver? Should I buy Bitcoin? Well, that's the big thing. That's the wild, wild west. And so I'm going to make two points here. Number one, should you have a lot of money sitting in cash? The answer is a resounding no, unless you're going to be spending it right away, right? You're going to take a vacation. You're going to do a renovation on a house. You're going to buy a car. Fine. It's it's okay to have some cash. But if that's a long-term 
place for you to stick some money. It's it's absolutely horrible. Inflation's taking off, which means if you had, we'll make up numbers. Say you have a hundred thousand dollars sitting in cash. Next year, this time, it might show that you got a hundred thousand dollars sitting in cash, but it's going to have a lot less spending power yeah. than what it used to have. I have no idea what inflation is going to happen, but it's going. You're not going to be buying near uh, as many Kubota tractors with that. No, no, you're not. No, you're certainly not. You're not going to be buying a lot of anything. Like, I was just taking a sip of water. Shameless, shameless plug for 210 Financial there. But I was it really a sip is the of best water. water, though. It really is good water. Like I tell people I got frequently. compliments on the bottle, the thickness of the bottle yep. the other day. People said it's a quality I agree. bottle. It's got a great neck on it. Well, let's say that's a dollar. Cost a dollar for that. Yep. Next year it's going to cost you maybe a dollar twenty-five, and and your dollar sitting in the bank account are going down, down, down all the time. So, the Deb, in all seriousness, thank you for the question. What should a person do? Should you be switching to something like gold or silver or Bitcoin? We need to do something with those dollars that's outpacing or at least keeping up with inflation. And right now, it's not cash. And so, the the shorter answer is, what should you do? I should say the short point is, what should a person do? Is gold a solution? It's always been a good hedge yeah. against inflation, but it's certainly as volatile as the markets. What about Bitcoin? I mean, have you heard a lot of clients ask about Bitcoin? <laughs> more and more every day. I don't think it's time. going away. It's not going away. That's part of the – this is not what this show's about. Right. But that blockchain technology is here to stay. It's going to change our world. We know that. Bitcoin is kind of the – iceberg on it, I think. I think so. I don't think we've even scratched the surface. But people are asking all the time, what about Bitcoin? Should we put money into that? I, it, it's not a recommendation. I'm not saying to do that, but I'm just saying it's here to stay. Yeah. It's going to be something that changes your world for sure. The, it's it's a wealth storage tool. It's not something you walk into Walmart and pay a couple of Bitcoin for a gallon of milk. It's not like that. It's a wealth storage. Gold is wealth storage. Savings accounts are wealth storage tools. And if you've got a lot of money sitting in cash, savings, checking CDs, getting point zero nothing percent, yeah, you're going backwards. You need to do something different with them for sure. Yeah, for sure. I know my generation, I'm 30, so I should understand everything about Bitcoin. Mm. And it's pretty hard to do. It's a difficult topic. <laughs> yeah. We have a very good understanding of it. Um, I will uh, tell you that we don't have one of our clients in Bitcoin for sure. Yeah. But I know that it's it's something that, as an industry, we're looking strongly at. A lot of people think that Bitcoin is the new gold or the new silver. Yeah, I've heard that. So, And I may have an op- opinion on that. <laughs> I think it's gold on steroids at some level. Yeah. Um, you better be able to stomach the ups and downs <laughs> of it, though. <laughs> yeah, you'd be able to have a, what they call EQ, an emotional quotient, not IQ. IQ is intelligent quotient. That's how smart somebody is. It's like it's a philism I haven't heard in a while. EQ is emotional quotient. You better be able to ride the roller coaster. It's it's going to be here like that for a while. Did you make that up on your own? I did. I so. haven't I heard did. it in I a while. I should coin that one. That's a good one. I'm back to Deb for a second. Deb, I don't think we answered your question because I'm looking here. It says, which is better to invest in? Gold, silver, Bitcoin, or keep your cash. Here's how you, how you answer, answer that, that question. question. Yeah, here's how. <laughs> here's how we answer that question, Deb. What's the purpose of the money you have? Okay, so if your if your answer is, well, Phil, in six months I'm going to go buy a car with it, then fine, keep it in cash, Deb. If your answer is, I don't know, Phil, I've got a bunch of cash that's just sitting there doing nothing. I have no idea what I'm going to do with it, and probably not going to spend it for a long period of time. Then by all means, uh, do something else with it. Get it growing. Okay. There you go. Yep. Hopefully that's a good enough answer. For yeah, you. I hope so. If DevF's not, let us know. So women in retirement, this is a big topic that um, yeah. that's becoming more and more popular all the time. And I, I guess the reason for that is is that um, women typically are going to outlive men on average. We always have to talk on averages, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so let's see. I don't know if I know the numbers exactly, but I think women are going to live, what is it, 70, 80? And men are 78? 
something like that. Yeah, I guess it all depends on seventy eight. I think depends on what you what you uh, if you're looking at Social Security Administration or just I don't know the U.S. Census, different things. Yeah, it doesn't matter about the ages, but here's what does matter. Statistically speaking, now everyone's different. We all know people who are in different situations, right? But the issue is most marriages, most mm -hmm. times, the gals are going to outlive the guys. Yep. And I see that in the statistics that we've written down for our show here today, that 80% of men, will, when they pass away, they will pass away married. Mm -hmm. Try to capture this. This is unbelievable. 80% of men die married. 80% of ladies will die single. Yeah. And that screams loudly that, ladies, you ought to be knowing what's going on with your situation. You ought to be grabbing your financial plan by the proverbial horns. Yeah. Because a strong 80% chance, if you're a gambler, which I'm not, but if you're a gambler, you want 80% odds in your favor. And these 80% odds are saying, hey, gals, you're going to live longer than the guys are. You know, you better have a plan. Yeah. I think that you know we our office here in Morton is not far from several long-term care facilities. And if you walk in there, that means 80% of the people that are in that long-term care facility are ladies. Yeah, I know. And, it, and it's, it's true, too, if you think about it. Think about all the... People that you've think, thought about passing away lately, and I mean, they're all, all seems like they're all men, and, yeah. and all the. I don't. Do we have any widowed or widowers? You I know guess? what? I'm glad you brought that As up. Clients, I don't know that we do. They're we, all widow widows. We have a tremendous amount of widows, and it's a blessing, right? We, yeah. We, we thank the Lord every day that we have the ladies that the Lord has brought to us, because that's a very soft spot of our hearts is to serve ladies who have gone through the trauma of losing a spouse. Mm -hmm. Coming from a generation, many times that the men did everything and they didn't dollars. know what they didn't have a clue about their financial life. So it's been an unbelievable blessing. At the same time, the point though is, Kendall asked, "Do we have any widowers?" Yeah, there's. I can think of a couple, but out of the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of families that we serve, yeah, maybe a couple gentlemen yeah. who are widowers, and dozens and dozens and dozens of ladies. Yeah who are the widows in the situation. So it, it becomes more and more critical that the gals know what's going on with their financial life because statistics are proving they're probably going to outlive the guys. So some of the some of the challenges, I guess, um, not only are women going to live longer than men, typically men marry someone that's a couple years younger than them mm -hmm. on average. So you're, Compounding the problem. Exactly. You're really looking at, if you're just looking at averages, eight to ten years where the woman could be on her own. Mm -hmm. At the end of life, that's when your financial plan is normally taking the most stress yeah. um, just because longevity, yeah. right? Things right. potentially can start to run out, hopefully not. Longevity um, plus, you you put that remaining spouse, man or woman, you put that person in a position where they're at a much higher tax filing rate. Yep. Many times the husband has passed away and left to the lady, uh, an IRA or a 401k, and now they're filing taxes on a, on a much greater uh, much greater uh, tax bracket. Yeah, basically, as soon as someone passes away or you become single, it doesn't have to be passed away, divorced, exactly. whatever, whatever yeah. the case may be, you go from filing taxes as a joint tax filer straight to filing taxes as a single tax filer, which is a much higher tax bracket. It doubles it. It doubles it. Doubles yeah, it yeah. That's what I was going to say. It doubles yeah. it. So a lot of people don't think about that. I know um, we've done a show in the past about taxes and, and should you be converting dollars from IRAs to Roth IRAs and things like that. And I think one of the biggest people, biggest things that people don't think about is, hey, what happens when one of us is gone? You go straight to a higher tax bracket. And so mm -hmm. that can make a case for those Roth conversions. Not like only do you go to a higher before. tax bracket many times, and in most times, what the other thing we see is, is income drops. Yeah. 
-hmm. Pensions get lost or reduced. Social securities get lost. Mm-hmm. You know, if one of the spouses dies, one of the social securities will disappear. Yep. So you get this double whammy. You got a massive increase in taxes, most times doubling. Yep. And many times a halving, a cutting in half of the income or mm-hmm. something like that. So you got a yeah. double whammy on their hands. Yeah. The uh, Let's talk about social security a little bit. So um, when someone, just for um, married couples, when someone passes away, mm-hmm. the bigger social, social security is going to stay, smaller one's going to go away. If they've been married for 10 years. If they've been married for 10 if years. If you have not sure. been married for 10 years, it's a whole different set of rules. Yep. But if you've been married for 10 years, then what Kendall is stating is true, that they, if one of you has a larger Social Security amount than the other one, then the larger one will stay in the spouse's yep. life. The smaller one disappears. Mm-hmm. So that's gone. That's a reduction of income. If you haven't been married for 10 years, again, it's a whole different set of rules, but that 10-year rule would kick in, and yeah, they would keep the larger Social Security but lose that smaller one, so we got to plan for that. If something happens to your spouse early on, you can get a survivor's benefit at 60 instead of turning on at 62 normally. Yeah. So sometimes that can come into play. Yeah. Um, the one, of the one thing, too, that maybe people aren't aware of, if you were um, divorced and were married to someone in the past for 10 years or more, you can actually collect a spousal benefit off of your ex is social security essentially. Yeah, you can. And your the good news in that is your ex doesn't have to be involved. <laughs> so case in point, literally my grandma passed away now, but uh mm-hmm. she was married three different times. Okay. And and um all of her husbands, husband and then ex husbands had uh made more money than her. So she was able to collect a spousal benefit. And so literally yeah. she got to pick from which one? With yeah. the three yeah. of them, because she was married to all of them for at least 10 years. Yeah, that's the rules of the game. Yeah. So if a person is in that situation, if you're listening today and wonder, is there a bigger Social Security benefit for you, my advice, Kendall's advice would be for, it, for you to reach out to Social Security, say, hey, I've been married previously. Is there a bigger Social Security monthly benefit that I should be collecting versus yeah. what I am getting right now? Yeah. A lot of times, too, with Social Security, the women's is um, – I would say a lot of the times smaller being and the reason for that is is because not because they don't have as much earning income potential or anything like that, but a lot of times the women have stayed home and raised the kids. Yeah, and so right. they didn't contribute to Social Security as much as maybe the husband did um in his working year. So that can reduce their social security benefits. And, well. and yes, and it's not only taking care of the kids, but like in our situation, as you would know, last year my mother and father passed away. Mm-hmm. It was Kelly who left the office a lot to go take care of my parents. And so there are situations like that. Generally, it's the lady who is uh, more apt, not in every situation, every occasion, but is more apt to leave the workforce to take care of children or elderly parents, and therefore their earning years is diminished. So they're statistically, again, and I hope, gals, if you're listening to this, this is not a knock on you ladies. It's just I think it's more of a – it's an honoring of you ladies to say you're the ones who sacrifice – Sure a lot for your yeah. family to take care of the kids and the the aging parents but what could happen in the future is you have less monthly social security so yeah there's some there's some strategies though mm-hmm. we've got to look at getting spousal yeah. benefits for them or ex spousal benefits or something that would increase the amount of money you can get per month pensions also are going to change obviously again if you're married pensions may or may not stick around you know you need to make sure you're planning for that um like you said earlier, loss of income is a big one. Yeah. Um, healthcare costs typically um, can be higher for women, mainly because they live longer. Live I would longer say. time, yeah. Wouldn't you say? I would say so. And also, we'd mentioned the long-term care facilities around here in Central Illinois. 
again, if you've got 80% of the gals that are, are residents that are there are ladies, and this is an argument nobody's going to make, I would think, against us on this, Kendall, and that is there seems to be no ceiling on the cost of health care. Yeah. It's just going and going and going. Mm-hmm. A standard care, long-term care facility, it's anywhere between six and $8,000 a month for someone to be in a place like that. That's a lot of money. And you know this answer, but I would just pose this as a question to you. What percentage of our clients, previous to meeting us, what percentage of those people have come in here and go, oh, yeah, I've already planned for that. I've taken out a long-term care policy. I've set aside money to take care of my needs in case I go to a long-term care facility. What do you think the percentage of people that actually plan for that is? I'm not going to put you on the spot. I'm going to say it's zero, right? (laughs) Zero, maybe Maybe a percent. Yeah, Yeah. right. It's, it's, (laughs) It's small. And yet, if you look... On every corner in central Illinois, there's a long-term care facility being built. Why? Well, people are living. Yeah. We're not dying. And when we don't die, we need care. It's becoming very expensive. So it's, we're going to have a crisis in the future, an income crisis, when this generation, the baby boomer generation, when they're aging now and spouses start to pass away, we're going to have a huge increase of taxes on the remaining spouse. We're going to have a huge decrease of income on that remaining spouse. And now that remaining spouse has a longevity of life, and they're going to have to have some care. So... What's the answer? Plan. Yeah. Gotta have a plan for it. On to that point, the planning point is um, I'm sure it's the case for you as well as me, but the baby boomer generation especially, mm-hmm. maybe things are changing now for the for the younger um, clients, but um, typically the man in that household, if they're married, has taken care of all the finances, has mm-hmm. has done uh, has went to work and put money in the four oh one K, has got the pension, has invested the money however he saw fit um and the women um are typically okay with that again it's not the case in everyone's household it can absolutely Absolutely. completely reversed but um what i'm trying to say is men out there if you're listening it's time to make sure your your wife or your significant other understands what's going on financially with your financial plan, because more than likely you're going first and they're going to be there to take the reins of it when, uh, toward the end of life. Um, I think that a lot of men think they have a plan, right? But the plan's all right up here. Mm -hmm. And for those of, those of you listening, not watching, I'm pointing at my head, right? We keep everything in our head. Nothing's ever wrote down. Um, a lot of us, at least in my case, I'm not the best communicator in the world, right? No, (laughs) I've never heard that about you. Ever. Um, and so, you know, we just go 100 miles an hour and we think we're taking care of everything and and you are doing a good service to your wife or your significant other by taking care of it. But it also is time to make sure they understand what's going on yeah. um, and, and can step in and kind of take over if something does happen to you. I agree. And also as men, we also think we're never going to die. Yeah. And which is a flat out lie. <laughs> we're all dying. We're going to die. Nobody got out of this life alive yet. Right. Yeah. Elijah did. Yep. He, in the Bible, he got out alive, but that's about it. I mean, it's, nobody gets out of this thing alive. So, men, take this as a challenge, man-to-man challenge. Yep. Don't leave your lady in a, in a, a lurch like that. I mean, yeah. take care of her. And the best way you can take care of her is, yes, what to get healthy. First of all, get to the gym, lose a few pounds, well, stay you, healthy. Are you talking to me? Right. No, I'm looking at you, <laughs> but I'm talking to men. Take care of yourself, right? Yeah. Your ladies want you around for a while, but if the Lord were to call you home, make sure you have things in line for her. How's the gym been for you? I know a guy named Jim. 
<laughs> been hanging out with him a lot. Somebody told me one time that you should name your toilet Jim. And then you can say to somebody, I was at the gym every morning last week. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Oh, man. what? So let's talk. So we talked about a lot, of, a lot of challenges. Like, what's the good news? Where can we leave this to say? Yeah. That's what we do every day yeah. here in the office. We put together plans for people that are saying, I don't want to wind up where you're telling me I could wind up. How do I fix that? Well, we yeah. build a plan today that says, what if? Mm-hmm. What if he outlives? What if she outlives? What if you go at the same time? How do you get these dollars to, uh, to the kids in the most tax-efficient way? Make a plan, make a plan, make a plan. We always say yeah. if you want to know where you're going, you better have a plan to get there. Yep. We also put together a free guide. For, for you ladies out there, we'll put a link in the show notes for you. Um, yep. that you can check that out if, if you want to. So what else? Anything else Don't on you that? Have or? a book you want to talk about over there? Yeah. You're I, taking away from my tip no, of the day. Okay. I'll leave the, you wrap it up then. Show you're, getting ahead of, you're getting ahead of me. All right. Today's tip of the day. All right. Here's my tip. I've been reading this book. It's called Now Discover Your Strengths. And uh, we've been doing it as a team in our office. And it's uh, it's a nice book. It's all about different personalities. So you read the book. There's a little test to take at the end. It talks a lot about your personality, um, your coworkers' personality. It's been super beneficial to our team and how we all work together um, and, and how to communicate to each other, you know, since I'm a good communicator. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my tip of the day. Read the book. Now discover your strengths. Let's see. Who wrote this book? Don Clifton. So there's my tip of the day. There you go. Thanks for joining us this week. Yep, can't wait. Good show. It'll be good. We'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening to Your Retirement Blueprint. We hope today's episode helped you gain a better grasp of your finances and clarified a possible path forward in your life. This show is brought to you by 210 Financial, and our team is passionate about helping individuals and families achieve their ideal retirements. If you'd like to talk more about your financial plan, we'd love to talk to you. You can learn more and schedule a call at 210financial.com. Again, that's www.210financial.com. We can't wait to see you right back here next time on this show.